Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. We back at it again, baby. All right? Listen, the New York Jets are coming off of a solid win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. New York Jets beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 21, okay? 21 to 20, 20. Big time, man. Big time win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 21 to 26, all right? Big time win, man. I'm hyped, and everyone else is hyped, okay? We saw a lot of great things. Zach Wilson, we saw a lot of great things uh, from this team, especially with all the things that we had going on as well. Uh, Everybody on the list from the roster, even Coach Sulla wasn't out there. Just so much to speak about. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I will message you right back, all right? Also, leave me some feedback. I love going back and forth with you folks and hearing about what you think. So I want to thank everybody for watching. Listen, also, I cannot wait and get into the show. I am fired up, all right? I'm fired up, folks. You can also catch your boy, okay, on Twitter at YoungJ000. That's the Twitter. The show's Twitter as well is at the Long Beach Joe. It's at the Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and go there. Follow your boy across there. Talk to me about everything that I got going on with the show. I'm always hyped to go back and forth with people. I'm also on iTunes as well at the Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Again, the Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Go on over there. You know what I'm saying? Follow the, the subscribe to the content on iTunes and give your boy a follow, man. Let me know what's going on. All right. Go ahead and follow your boy over there on iTunes again and give your boy some feedback on there too. Give me a five star rating as well and let me know what you folks think about what I'm doing here on the show. All right. It's always great getting feedback. I love uh, seeing people, you know, leave me something and let me know how how they feel about what I'm doing over here. It's always great to to hear and see that, man. So I want to thank everybody that does that. So. Listen, we got a lot to discuss. Again, the Jag, uh, the Jets beat the Jags 21 to 26, uh, 21 to 26, man. Hyped about the win. A lot of great things that we saw, but before we get into that, we know that here on this show, the Long Beach Joe show, we love to positively affect our community. And one of the things that we've been doing, one of the things we've been doing and working with the Mark V Lee Foundation to promote the toy drive that they have going on. So tonight we're going to have Mark V. Lee, come on, from the Mark V. Lee Foundation. He's going to come on. He's going to talk to us about his toy drive. Mark, I want to welcome you to the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you doing today, my friend? Joe, I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. So I know you've been doing so many great things with the toy drive. Can you tell my audience again what you folks do for the community? Yeah, so uh, here in Jersey City, New Jersey, we um, run a Christmas drive that uh, I, I took over after my father passed in 2014. He started in uh, 1985, started with a, a couple local kids in the in the neighborhood where uh, he'd just go over and, you know, give out presents for, uh, for Christmas. And then um, it got uh, bigger from there. And uh, the year that he passed, um, he took care of about 2,500 kids uh, throughout Jersey City. Following year, my mom and I took over the drive. And uh, as of pre-COVID, um, the year 2019, we did a little over 7,000 kids. Um, mm. The numbers have uh, 
just because of, you know, after school, uh, school programs have been closed and schools were closed, et cetera. But uh, now we do outdoor giveaways. Um, we had four of them this year, uh, probably close to, you know, four or 5,000 kids. So it's, uh, it's been a blessing. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it feels really good to give back to the community here. Yeah. And, and every time, you know, because you come on and you talk to us about the numbers, the, the numbers of kids that you folks are able to help and give, you know, toys and put a smile on their face is always miraculous, man. And, again, I want to thank you for everything that you do for the community. Now, the toy drive you had just recently, can you tell us a little bit about that? And what was the most memorable moment from that this most recent drive? Yeah, you know, um, it's, uh, you know, talking about the numbers and stuff. It's something that, you know, I, I love doing and we enjoy doing it. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, though, that you see the numbers climbing because, you know, people out there, times are tough, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. People are struggling and, um, you know, you, you do the best you, ten, you can to get these kids a Christmas. And, uh, you know, when you get out there and even, you know, frigid temperatures here in New Jersey, you're out there for a couple hours handing out toys, man. Uh, the smile on these kids' faces, they don't they, – away you know uh 20 30 mm-hmm. degrees going up there picking out a toy you know um you know and then uh every once in a while we we, we give like a giveaway list where they sign up mm-hmm. and we give away a bike and uh mm-hmm. i'll tell you what those bikes they uh they really uh really get the kids excited and um you know it, it's something spectacular to see yeah yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and let me tell you something. I remember I got a bike one Christmas, and I was beside myself, man. You know, that was that was my That's wheel. It. You know, you gotta have, you gotta have the wheel. Yeah, man. You gotta you have the wheel. I, I gotta, yeah, I got I gotta get to where I need to go, and it got me where I need to go That's pretty it. fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what it's about. So I know they what it's like. They get over there. We, you know, get we put the helmet on them, and uh, you know, yep. we send them on their way. Be safe. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, do the speed limit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, Mark, we talk about all the great things that you're doing. You, you know, you, you talk about all the kids that you service and then be able to help, you know, the gifts that you're able to give. What are some of the challenges that you kind of face, you know, putting this all together, though? Yeah, it's uh, it's been tough, you know, especially like I was saying the last uh, few years here now, just uh, due to this pandemic, um, you know, trying to navigate everything and figure out, you know, how, how we're going to be able to get these kids, these toys, uh, a lot of indoor uh, mm-hmm. activities have been shut closed, um, you know, different rules and regulations kind of, you know, figuring all this out, uh, companies mm-hmm. that haven't come back, um, you know, that you were always, you know, uh, in supportive of us and, 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 and different donations with whether toys or monetary donations, um, you know, so, you you do the best you can with, with the year, but it's been a, a lot of moving parts these past couple of years here. Uh, you know, and then when you do the outdoor giveaway, you know, that, that's the best option for us. But, you know, you never know what New Jersey, New Jersey weather is going to bring you. You know, yeah. so uh, we had one this year that the outdoor giveaway that was canceled. Um, you know, we rescheduled it um, and, and we got it done. But it's a uh, it's an uphill battle to, to, you know, give these kids a Christmas and, uh you know, here in Jersey City, myself, my family, and the Jersey City Fire Department, uh, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, and uh, we get it done. So, Yeah, yeah, it is. And, again, we're speaking with Mark V. Lee of the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive. They're doing a lot of amazing, wonderful things. Now, listen, Mark, again, you're doing great things with the Toy Drive, and we talk about that for a bit. But I want to talk to you a little bit about these Jets, man. You know I bleed green. I know you bleed green. You love this team. 
We're coming off of a win against the Jags. Okay. Hey, okay. I'll Listen. tell you what. There's not many times. There's not many times me and you get together where we're coming off a dub. I'm saying it's about time. You know what I'm saying? It's about time. So, hey, this, so this, now, this is a good. This is a good Christmas present for the both of us. I'm saying. I'm saying. So now we're looking at this situation. <laughs> I want you to give me your thoughts on the play of Zach Wilson in this football game. How did you feel about it, man? I, you know. You know, last time I spoke to you, you know, what, what did we talk about? We talked about uh, progression. We talked about seeing, uh, you know, a little bit of a spark, um, you know, trending upward. And, uh, I, you know, I, I saw that. What I what I like, you know, that he did this weekend is uh, he used his legs, obviously, a lot more. He does have the mobility. Um, some of these other quarterbacks don't. It, it adds a little facet to his game. I think he had like 90 yards rushing and a beautiful run for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Got me, got me out of my seat. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and uh, you know, he uh, he went through his, his checkdowns, like you know, getting his players the football, you know, his, his wide receivers and his running backs the football, and you know, just letting them make the plays. Um, yeah. Mistake-free football, right? Didn't have any turnovers, yeah. and that's the key. Uh, you know, we 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 also got credit special teams too, right? That, that this week they did a hell of a job. That uh, kick return by Burrios. I thought he got snubbed on the uh, Pro Bowl voting as well, but talk we about it. Into that one. Talk about it. We, all right, no, we'll no, get no, into we'll, it then. You know, get Berrios into it. Get, you are Mark. Yeah. This is the place we get into it. Go ahead. Let him. Let, let him you, man. He, Listen, you know, you got a guy who uh, who's averaging the most return yards in the league, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. that was almost like an fu to the league, right? You know, or, or to the mm-hmm. to the voting system, like, hey, you know, you miss you miss, you miss one of the best out here, to, you know, this yeah. year. I know he's an alternate, you know, and stuff like that, but he he should have been in that in that game. Um, you know, Berrios has been an unbelievable special teams player for us this year. And uh, he kept. Yeah. He, think about it. I mean, it was a close game, and that touchdown. Say we don't. We don't get that touchdown. You don't know what's going to happen that series, and uh, that could be a different result. So credit to uh, Berrios and getting that. Uh, getting that score and special teams, getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Listen, that was big, and like you said as well, the performance of Zach Wilson I thought was solid. You know, he took off. He made his plays when he needed to. Use utilized his feet this week to really extend plays, not just extend plays, make big plays. That big fifty-two yard run he had was huge. I think he ended up, like you said as well, four carries for 91 yards on the day. I thought it was solid. I know that there's a lot of people that are just going to criticize him just to do so. But, man, I think he Mm -hmm. played, you know, pretty well this week. I really, really do. And like you said as well, Braxton Berrios. I agree. His big return, 103 yards, was huge, man. That was huge for us. It was. I don't understand how he's not in the Pro Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my uh, my, – Go ahead. No, so Wilson. Yeah, no, no, Wilson. He, uh, you know, did, yeah. did a great job. And uh, like you said, I know there's going to be a little criticism. People are going to criticize for whatever reason. But uh, he, you know, he 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 got the win. He didn't turn the ball over, and uh, he hit nope. open receivers. And that's all you can ask for, right? It wasn't. He wasn't spectacular yeah. in the passing game. I only think I think he only attempted twenty something uh, passes for a hundred something yards. And a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter pretty much load off of him, you know, with with the run game. But when your quarterback drops, he he starts off with the ball every play, whether he's handing it off or throwing. Yeah. And uh, what I out of him this weekend, he did he did a hell of a job. So hopefully uh, we can trend, you know, trend forward end of this year, and then continue and even progress even more next year. Yeah, exactly. Now my final question for you, Mark. Again, you've been sitting some great takes here. What are your thoughts about the play of C.J. Mosley, man? Because I thought he was 
pretty phenomenal in this game as well, especially with all the issues that we've had with players, you know, dealing with the situation that's going on out in the world. How are you feeling about what he's been able to do this year for us defensively? You know, he's uh, the consummate professional, C.J. Mosley, captain of the defense there. Uh, love what he does week in, week out. And uh, I'll tell you, man, he's a, he's a ball hawk. He's a, he's a savage on yeah. the football field. Um, guy yeah. plays with passion. You know, no matter what our record is, guy want, guy's a winner, wants to win every week. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, though, I did want to jump on. When he missed that interception late in that game right through <laughs> his hands, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, but hey, you know, you know, it happens. But uh, you know, yeah. it, 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 if you're gonna knock the guy, I can, I can knock him for not taking an easy pick six to the house. You know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah I, love she, I, I love she, love, yeah, yeah. They, but they made the stops when it was necessary, and we got out of there with a W. <laughs> so that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the Merry Christmas, Absolutely. So before I let you go, Mark, go ahead and give my audience all the contact information for the toy drive, how they can get involved if they'd like to get involved, and if they still want to send toys or anything monetary, what they can do, man. Yeah, so uh, our our toy drive here is all year round. I uh, started to put together a, um, you know, halfway to Christmas uh, toy thing, and I also want to do uh, some stuff next year uh, at Tailgates at at MetLife Stadium where we give away toys Mm. for uh, people that are there and stuff and uh so we collect all year uh if you are passing through uh jersey city area or live here you could stop off uh at any of the jersey city firehouses and drop off uh toys uh they know where to get them uh just tell them the captain markley uh christmas drive with just a toy drive and they'll know exactly where to go um if you want to send in monetary donations gift cards anything like that you could send to 465 marin boulevard uh 07302 i believe is the area code there and, uh, you know, once again, they know where to get that as well. Um, n- next year, uh, you know, the donation portion as far as online donations, we'll set up again next year. That's, uh, but I want to thank those guys. Uh, Donateatoy.org, what they do for us uh, starting um, first week of November all the way up until Christmas is a company um, that has made uh, these times extremely easy for people. And uh, you go on that website. You've shared the link, Joe. Thank you very much for that. Is mm-hmm. you go on that website, you click on donate. They'll donate whatever or whatever you guys donate or, or pick toy wise. They'll match one for one, and they have uh, been a tremendous asset to uh, myself and other drives all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Mark. Again, I want to thank you for all that you do with these toy drives. I want to thank you for all that you do for the community as well, man. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Joe, you have a great night as well. Happy New Year and, uh, you know, Merry Christmas and and Happy Holidays to you and your family and everyone else out there. Absolutely. Thank you again. Happy Holidays and and, uh, Happy New Year to you as well, my friend. You have a good one. You too, buddy. You're the best. Thank you. All right. Thank you, man. Listen, that was Mark V. Lee of the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive doing phenomenal things for his community, man. Phenomenal. And again, anyone that wants to get involved with the Marble Lee Toy Drive, it is plastered all over my social media. Anyone that goes to my link tree, the first link I believe you'll see there is for the Marble Lee Toy Drive. You click that, and it will take you directly to the page where it just brings up all the addresses everywhere that they collect the toys, including all the you know Jersey City Fire Departments, 
Go there, get involved any way that you can. Again, like you said as well, he's going to start doing more things, the tailgates and stuff like that. Get involved with that toy drive any way that you can. It's nothing like putting a smile on a young child's face, giving them a toy. Like, I, you know, I told the story earlier. I remember when I got my first bike for Christmas, all right? I'm telling you, I was hyped. That bike saw every piece and part of the city that I lived in that it could, all right? <laughs> I went all over the place. I love that bike. And to see other kids, you know, get that bike as well, get their bikes you know, and be able to get their toys and have fun and go enjoy themselves is really a, a beauty. So please, any way that you can, get involved with that toy drive. So now we're going to continue on. We're going to move forward, and we're going to talk about the New York Jets beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, everyone call in 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 number. Call in. We are taking all callers, and we're getting to the callers in just a second. I just want to cover a little bit about the game. What a game, all right? And let me tell you something. I know we talk about the players. I know we talk about the offense. I know we talk about the defense. But the coaching staff, to me, really did something huge, huge this week. They were without Coach Sella. He's dealing, you know, with what's going on out there in the world. We all know what's happening out here and why we're wearing masks, all right? This is YouTube. They get a little weird sometimes. If you say certain things, they'll, you know, handle your channel a certain way. So, <laughs> you know, we got to watch it. But everyone knows what's going on out there in the world. And we had a lot of players on that list as well that were not able to play in this game. And, again, Coach Sulla was one of the guys, you know, that was on the list as well dealing with the situation. And Coach Ron Middleton and the rest of his staff stepped up and kept this team not only focused, but were kept this team in the game and put them out there and had them producing and making plays. There's a lot of guys on the field, a lot of guys that were out there that had just kind of came in and were immediately put into a scheme and be able to flourish and be successful. That is huge. And one of the reasons why I don't understand why a lot of people are not talking about this is because we're in a full-blown rebuild, folks. We just fired Todd Bowles because we try to rebuild. We try to start a rebuild with him and realize whoa, 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 this is not the guy. We cannot move forward in this rebuild with this guy leading it. Then we made a colossal mistake and hired Adam Gaze, and we immediately, I knew before it, but we immediately said, whoa, 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 yet again, halt the press, <laughs> okay? This guy is definitely not the guy that we can go forward as well with trying to you know, figure out what's going on with this team as far as a rebuild. He can't lead this rebuild either, all right? What were some of the issues that we had there? Guys not being able to put, you know, players in place to make plays. Guys not being, not being able to utilize young players' talents. And guys also not being able to figure out how to have the team come together and focus, you know, when there was adversity being faced. Okay, whether it was a losing streak or whether it was something that was – they couldn't keep the team focused, all right? Now, you look at everything that we had going on coming into this game – with all the stuff going on, with guys going on the list, with everything, this coaching staff, without Sulla, you know what I'm saying, was able to keep this team focused, was able to utilize their talents and put them out there on that field and have them produce under these conditions. Salutes again to Ron Middleton and the rest of the Jets coaching staff. They did a phenomenal job, and they're continuing to show that they could be the guys to continue to lead this rebuild. That is huge for the New York Jets. This rebuild is not 
only or this year's evaluation, okay, because we talk about evaluating players, but it's not just about players. It's also about evaluating the coaching staff. And they're continuing to show us, even though, you know, this is some of their first times being in some of the positions that they're in, that they can continue to go out there and do their jobs effectively. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. And I thought that that was a point that a lot of people missed about this win. Okay? And listen, Zach Wilson, this dude did what it took. And we're going to be talking a lot tonight about a lot of different things. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Okay? Zach Wilson, four carries for 91 yards. He had a 52-yard run where he juked two defenders, two Jag defenders, to get into the end zone. This kid just did what it took. And I know that there's people out there that want to blast him, that want to lambaste him because he only threw for 102 yards. He did what it took, man. This was a solid game. When there's other quarterbacks out there that run a lot and they're making plays on their feet, no one has an issue with it at all. There's a lot of other runners out there in this league are able to make plays, and they may throw for slightly over 100 yards. They don't have an issue with it. But when Zach Wilson does it, when he's able to score touchdowns in different ways and be a dual threat, all of a sudden it's a problem. That's a bunch of hubbub. This kid went out there and played well. And, again, he was missing a lot of guys offensively. We all know what was going on. Jameson Crowder, of course he's missing Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Zach Wilson went out there and played well. Kudos and hats off to him, man. He really did some good things. And he threw for a touchdown in this game as well. Connor McDermott was the guy that caught it. Like, come on, man. You know? Then you got Michael Carter. Michael Carter, 16 carries, 118 yards. Big 38-yard run, man, come on. This kid continues to show us that he's a guy that can be effective offensively. He continues to show us that he's going to be a weapon for the New York Jets. I love it. I love it because we need a lot of these these questions to be answered for us offensively. We need guys to step up offensively and show, hey, I can be that playmaker that you'll be able to lean on for years to come. And it's looking like Michael Carter is turning out to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Every time that this kid has the ball, gets the ball in his hand, he makes plays. Braxton Berrios, again, with a 103-yard kick return. I don't know how he got snubbed for the Pro Bowl. All I'm saying is that generally, all right, if you're a New York Jet, you know, they'll find a way not to put you in the Pro Bowl. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying from what I see, all right? 103-yard kick return. He, he's one of the highest kick return yardage guys in the league. And he can't make the Pro Bowl. I'm just saying. That's ridiculous. Another thing that's looking good for us as well, kicker. Hey, Eddie Panero hit a 42-yarder, hit a 20-yarder. Is this the guy that's answering the question that we have at kicker? You know, we've cycled through so many kickers. Is Eddie the guy that's going to be able to stick around? And I also want to talk about this defense as well. This defense has made a goal line stand. And, again, there was a lot of guys that were brought in, that have been moving, moved around and all that stuff. Because, again, we were without guys because they were on the list. Ashton Davis, a lot of other guys as well were not playing. Quentin Williams was on the list. He got hit right before the game. Like, come on. This defense was able to step up, make a goal line stand with a minute. I think it was like a minute and 47 seconds left, and they started to drive down. Jags got to the five, and the, and the New York Jets defense was able to make a stop and get us a game. That is huge. And a lot of that comes from C.J. Mosley, man. This dude, C.J. Mosley, has been playing well. 
I had 10 tackles and a sack. And I know people are going to knock, you know, the drop interception. All right, I get it. But he made plays when he needed to make them, all right? And we got the stop and we got the game. 21-26, the New York Jets took it. So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. We'll get to everyone, so please be patient. First caller I'm going to go to, 973-973. I'm coming directly to you. Salutes to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Give me your thoughts about the play of Zach Wilson. How did you feel about what he did against the Jags, particularly the rushing game, man? How did you feel about what he was able to do with his feet? Well, Joe, I mean, it was easy. I mean, it was against the Jaguars, first of all. So it was – it was, I couldn't say it was, a, it was a gimme, but I think it was a pretty confident game that the Jets were going to be the Jaguars. I mean, there was a battle against the new rookies. Uh, you know, our side, Wilson, against uh, the Jaguars' new rookie, which um, – Hasn't really been that impressive. Uh, well, neither of the rookies have impressed me so far. But I think the Jets, you know, um, you know, they had the Jaguars' number on here. So I wasn't really surprised by this much at all. Wilson had one of his uh, better games in this uh, in this game. And we already have a better season we had the last uh, season. We've already won, what, uh, four games race? So weird. So I think we're on the upswing yeah. here. I mean, yeah, we're not yeah. the playoffs or anything, but at least we're showing improvement already. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, I mean – yeah, we're we're going out there and we're we're handling business. Like I said, I, you know, Zach Wilson is running around, you know, showing people that hey, he's a dual threat, and this is going to have to make defenses adjust. Yeah. And again, you know, we're, he's he's continuing to get better as the season is coming to a close. But next season, a lot of people are going to look at the situation and be like, hey, not only can this guy throw the football, but we got to watch his feet as well. So it's going to make defenses kind of change how they defend us, which does nothing but bode well for our offense and what we do here offensively. Now. One of the things that I liked as well, or that I loved, was the coaching yeah. staff's ability to adjust when faced with adversity. You know, because Sulla was not out there. You know, there was a lot of things going on as well with players because a lot of guys were on the list, so they weren't playing within the game. What were your thoughts about the, the bang-up job that our coaching staff did, man? <laughs> well, that's where it starts. You know, it starts with the, um, up front with the coaching, the coaching staff, you know, to help us guys through this. So if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be in a in a heap of trouble right there. So you have to give hats off to that. And Lawrence, mm-hmm. you know, every time we seem to get, you know, the big hype of a number one, number two draft pick and thinking, oh, they're going to help this franchise, that franchise, usually in the first year it's going to be a bust. And uh, mm-hmm. for Lawrence, well, it has, it has been a bust. And, of course, with Urban mm-hmm. Meyer being fired, which I'm not surprised at all, <laughs> well, I mean, that coaching staff went down the us right from the start of the preseason. So forget that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, they've, they've had a lot of issues. Well, you didn't so, want to be there anyway. Yeah. I mean, there, there's been a lot of issues there, but let me tell you something. New York Jets played well. So my next question for you is when you look forward, because we got Tampa Bay coming up, do you think that we'll be yeah. able to get some pressure on Brady, man? This is going to be a tough game we got coming up against Tampa. Do you think we'll be able to get pressure on Tom Brady defensively? I'll put it this way. Have we got a problem, or have we got a problem? Because we are going against Brady and Tampa Bay, and it's it's on the road, I assume. So I I think this is going to be, you know, a big problem all the way. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not really too uncommon about this with Tampa Bay. I mean, look what they've done, with, you know, to most of their opponents so far. Okay, they lost they got lost nine nothing two weeks ago, but that was a little bit hiccup in the way. I'm really worried about mm-hmm. this game, you know, with the with uh, goes against the Yucks, the Bucks. 
I mean, I hate yeah. to sound like a downer, I mean, but uh, they got their work cut out for them. No, listen. Yeah, listen, you know, and again, we're, we're well, you know, we're going to be playing. They're actually coming to our house, so we're going to be playing in at home. But I'll tell you what, that's one of the keys. I know, again, there's a lot of things up in the air because we'll see who will get back from that list. We often know, you yeah. know, some guys, sometimes they linger on the list. You know, we all know what's going on with that. But we'll see who we get back. But I think a big key to that game is getting pressure on Brady and throwing him off his spot because they got so many weapons. They're such a good football team. And it's going to be interesting to kind of see the matchup there. So what do you think is your final score prediction for the upcoming game for the Jets against the Bucks, man? Well, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be a lapper. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you can put in the womp on go, go ahead if you want. But I'm going to say it's going to be like about, oh, 35-14. Uh, oh, 35-14 bucks? Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I call this, yeah, I mean, oh. if, it, if it was against Jacksonville, yeah, but Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay looks too strong. I mean, they usually can beat the AFC East. So, uh, oh. well, I'm, you know, I'm very skeptic about this whole game right now. I could yeah. be wrong, Listen, but, if the, you know, but uh, if all cylinders point to the way I think it's going to go, it could be a long afternoon for the Jets. Yeah, he says thirty-five, fourteen bucks. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Sorry, guys. Oh man, thirty-five, fourteen bucks. Wow, what a take! Listen, I want to again. I want to thank you for calling in. We're going to keep on moving, but before we get to our next caller, NFL legend John Madden has passed away. Uh, apparently he passed away, you know, just recently. Um, it's being reported now. Listen, I want to send my thoughts and prayers to everyone in John Madden's family. You know, again, we all know how he's impacted, you know, so many people's lives in football, outside of football and all those things. So it's so sad to hear this announcement come out. But, again, NFL legend John Madden has passed away. What a, what a tough, tough day. Again, my thoughts and prayers to his friends and family and everyone close to him. So we're going to continue with these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're talking all things Jets. We're talking about it all. Such a sad thing to see John Madden, you know, pass away. We're going to keep on moving. Next, I'm going to Chris. Chris, we're coming directly to you. I need to talk to you, hey, my friend. Up? Chris knows he's – listen, salutes. I want to thank you again for calling in, Chris. You know your Jets. You know what's up, all right? Yeah. So now we're sitting here, right? We're coming off a win against the Jags. I'm hearing a lot of people bash Zach Wilson for only throwing for 102 yards. What do you say to those people, my friend? Well, that's supposed to be – I mean, he was never supposed to pass like that. Rookie quarterbacks, uh, you know, in terms of at least the first two years, are heavily relied on a running game. And if you're not a quarterback mm-hmm. and you're not heavily relied on a running game and you're passing no matter who you are, you're going to fail. So if the running game keeps going, that's great. I mean, you know, a lot of the running game is very important, especially in this weather in in the East Coast. You better have a running game, yeah. or you know, you think you're going to pass everywhere. It ain't going to work over here. It's running uh, the football, and that's the key to this, yeah. this the um, living up here in, in in this 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 environment. You got to run the football. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, when you talk about being able to run the football, we all know Michael Carter had over 100 yards in this game. What are your thought about? What are your thoughts about this kid and his playmaking ability, man? We consistently see this dude step up when given the ball. When the ball's put in his hands, he's able to make something happen. 
What are your thoughts about this kid, man, and how great he's I like, been so far? I love far? Michael Carter. I, I, I love the draft choice. I think it's um, it's um, it's it's um, it's a great draft choice. I think he played very well this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe the draft we can get another another running back and really solidify uh, this running game and some actually some tight ends to help out some of these running mm-hmm. backs. But I like the Jets running mm-hmm. game so far, even with the with the, the, the what we have here. Even if we don't draft a running back, I like the running back core that we have, and I think uh, it's pretty good. So I really like Michael Carter. I liked him in um, college. I thought he was a great back. I thought he would be a great uh, uh, NFL back. So, you know, it's nothing new for Michael Carter. He, he, he's, he's, he's definitely a performer. He's definitely a, good, a, a great running back. You, you, could, you could see it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He is, dude. And it's been great to see him and everything that he's been doing, not just – running with the football, you know, getting the handoff. But he's also a guy that comes out the backfield and can catch the football extremely well yeah. as well. We've seen him be able to utilize spread out wide, all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But well, another guy that's also been – Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's huge, man. That's huge for us. Yep. And yeah. another guy that's really been putting on for us, especially in the special teams, has been Braxton Berrios, man. I look at him at this yeah. point, and again, we'll continue to talk about this as the free as free agency comes and all this stuff, right? But I look at him, man, and I'm saying, as at this point, he's a guy that you definitely should be looking to bring back and try to resign. I think he's a he's an unrestricted free agent yeah. after this year. Uh, when you look at what he's done, are you surprised that he got snubbed by the Pro Bowl? And what are your thoughts about you know the New York Jets also you know bringing him back? Do you think that he's a guy that we must make sure that we get under a contract for the maybe the next two? Two years. I would say that he he's a, he's a guy that we should we should definitely get under contract. I think we you know Braxton Berrios is playing hard. He's, he knows his money times, playing hard for his contract. Um, and I, you know he's always playing hard, no matter what it is with Sam Darnold and stuff. He's always been on the field, you know. And uh, that's the yeah. one thing about Braxton Berrios, you can count on him to be in there when other guys aren't there. So I think the Jets would behoove themselves to sign a wide receiver like him and put him in mm-hmm. the thing. I think uh, for the most part, the Jets wide receiving core, I don't believe is the problem. You know, I believe mm-hmm. the Jets problem as far as the passing game is the tight end. And I think that needs to mm-hmm. be addressed in the draft and free agency. I don't think we, mm-hmm. I think we have a great, good enough wide receiver core to dig. I don't think we need to go after Devonte Adams or anything else. I think we have a good enough receiving core with Sam Donald, maybe out of maybe one more guy, and then um, grab some tight ends, some really guys that can stretch the field. And I, I think I think you would see the best of of, of, of uh, Zach Wilson if you can get that in there. Yeah, yeah. So when I when I look at this situation, I think the New York Jets could uh, could definitely stand to benefit or could definitely stand to improve their offensive line. I think that's been one of the things, and that's what I wanted to ask you about as well, Chris, because you look at this, Makai Becton. Looks like he's actually not going to be able to come back uh, from that injury. They're mm-hmm. saying that he's going to sit for the rest of the year and not play, which I thought that that was going to be what actually was going to happen. Because I thought that right. the whole six to eight week thing, especially with the dislocated yeah. knee, and I think he tore something as well. I thought that that was really, right. really generous. Like you know, and again, he's right. a big guy. You know what I'm saying? It was like right. I was like, nah, bro. He's probably not going to come back until super late in the season or not come back at all. And it looked like again. He's not coming back at all. And then we also got Connor McGovern sitting for the rest of the season as well with a knee injury. What are your thoughts about right. those two offensive linemen? And do you think the New York Jets should be looking to take an offensive lineman 
early in this draft? I don't think early in the draft. I think maybe in the mid round. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the, everybody's talking about this guy from Alabama, but if you look at the history of Alabama um, offensive linemen, right, and you look at mm-hmm. their, 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 use a crapshoot. You can have guys that are that are great, and then you have guys that show great, and then they just flame out. So I mean, it's it's a good side with with those with those offensive linemen. And I believe you guys can get some good guys in the second, second and third round um, that are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can, you can definitely get some good. I think the top of the draft should be focused on, you know, giving Zach Wilson the, the best opportunity to succeed. And that, that means putting weapons around him. Um, that means putting mm-hmm. guys around him that can, that can uh, think. Because, you know, if you're playing in the box, you're saying, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to play. You've got to put a great tight end. Those linebackers are, 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 are good. And Morgan Moses and um, and George Fan and the new guy they got, I think is good enough to give Zach uh, two or three, four seconds. And he has and he has the ability to scram, scramble. So, you know, I think that you're going to need to put weapons around Zach Wilson more than, you know, thing. I think we should focus on the offense. You know, the defense, great. But I think if we're truly trying to build a, a quarterback and a franchise quarterback, the investment has to be in Zach Wilson. It has to be in offense. And, you know, we've had great defensive teams, great defensive teams. But, you know, the quarterback and, 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 and that problem and, and weapons are the problem. So we need to actually focus on the weapons and the offensive side of the football, making sure this offense is deadly, and then surrounding ourselves in free agency and stuff with defensive players. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, and, and Chris, that, that is a great point. And I do understand that point, And that's why I do think that the New York Jets should take an offensive lineman early. And one of the things, one of the guys right now that I'm campaigning for is Linderbaum. That's one of the guys I'm campaigning for. And I know a yeah, lot of people look good. at it and say, okay, yeah, why are we, why take a center, Joe? Why take a center so early? I've already gotten to it with a ton of people. And I love the exchange uh, between Jets fans and going back and forth with people. I think if you look at the biggest issue as well, and you talked about it, you said, you know, we need to make sure that we surround Zach Wilson with guys that can be playmakers. We need to make sure we, we set things up to make it easy for Zach Wilson. If you look at the biggest injury that we had this year offensively, who was it? It was the injury of Zach Wilson. Why? Because he's the future right. of our franchise. Well, when you look at where that pressure came from, it came from what? Between the center and guard combo. But this is not the first time that we've had issues with center and guard combos here we had them all throughout the years where Sam Darnold was here. We couldn't stop pressure mm-hmm. coming directly up the middle. And I understand everybody wants to settle with Connor McGovern, but let me tell you something. Linderbaum is one of the best prospects in the last 20 years. They're saying that this mm-hmm. guy is going to be a generational center, okay? If you can upgrade yeah. and get a guy here that, that is going to keep uh, Zach Wilson protected for years to come, then you do that. You don't sit back and let this kid continue to get blasted because the hit before he actually jacked up his PCL, we thought he tore his ACL. Thought we had lost right. him for the year. And we and he popped right. up and danced back to the thing and we were like, "Wow, this kid is really tough." And then the next next uh play he actually tears his PCL. You can't al- keep right. allowing this kid to get blasted week after week and not set up some better right. protection for him. So I think getting a better getting a better center and going in there and doing what it takes to make sure that this kid is protected is one of the biggest things that we must do because that's the reason we couldn't figure out who Sam Darnold was. 
was because he was never right. properly protected. And I think a lot of people also forget that earlier in the season, does anybody remember Zach Wilson running for his life every week? Right. Because that's what was happening. I don't, I don't know if anybody remembers that, but yeah. that's what was happening. So I think that, and again, I know that a lot of people don't think that center, oh, it's not a sexy pick. Neither is guard. The Colts actually took uh, Quentin Nelson, I believe, at six in the draft. They took him at the sixth pick in the draft. Does anybody think that that's a bad pick? They literally run left all day behind him. He manhandles every single player in front of him. When we played the Colts, they ran for 239 yards. Jonathan Taylor had 172 yards by the third quarter, and they were running behind him all game long. He's a generational guard. No one will tell you that 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 pick for the Colts was bad. No one will say that. So if you can get a generational offensive lineman in here to protect Zach Wilson, continue to build that line. Again, we got two picks in the first round. I believe right now we're sitting at four and six. We'll see, again, with all the things that go on with Seattle, salute to Seattle for taking the – Old, uh, <laughs> for taking old uh, Jamal Adams off our hands. How's that work for you, Seattle? <laughs> All right. You want to talk about Jamal. getting fleeced? We fleeced Seattle. We fleeced them. I love it. But let me tell you something. I think that we should take a center uh, at four if he's yeah. there, and I think that that would greatly benefit not only Zach Wilson. A lot of people continue to forget. We also we just talked about a Michael Carter, who's a phenomenal playmaker. Why do we think yeah. he's so great? It's because he's running away from guys once he gets the handoff. You know, he's shaking guys off and continuing to make plays that should be negative plays into positive plays. You get a guy up front right. and open up holes, it'll better our running game. We've only had a 100-yard rusher once, and it was against the Jags. That's the first time we've had a guy over 100 right. yards rushing in, in a game, and that was just okay. once this season. So it'll be up in our running game as well. So, you know. That's what I think we should do there. But we'll continue to talk about the draft as it comes up, man. But I want to get your thoughts about this, my friend. I want to talk to you about the upcoming game against Tampa Bay. There's a lot of tough stuff going on. You know, we'll see who comes back uh, from, you know, the list and stuff like that. So my final question for you as well is, when you look at the matchup between our secondary and the Bucks wide receivers, man, does that concern you, bro? Let me tell you something. Um, uh and this is this was going to scare Jeff fans. Um, I met Tom Brady. Uh, you know, I live I, I live I live up here in the Boston area, and I met Tom Brady on a couple of occasions. Let him know I was a Jeff fan. He said, "Man, I feel sorry mm-hmm. for you. This guy does not need a, uh, this guy does not need a um, uh, this guy's motivated every time he plays this team. And I'm telling yeah. you that he's going to rip us apart, man. To be honest with you, yeah. so here yeah. on the spread. Because <laughs> he gets wide eyed, he watches that game with Rex Ryan, and he just gets himself wild up for, for the Jets. For some reason, yeah. the team really gets under his skin. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but this guy really hates the Jets. Really. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so uh, expect, does. expect the best from Tom Brady. You know, he really, he really gets up for the Jets, man. And um, yeah. we'll see. I mean, hey, listen, it's any given Sunday. If you got guys coming in from, um, you know, uh, and guys come back and you don't know what happened on the Buck side, you know, anything can happen mm-hmm. in football. I mean, they may take it. Like, I don't think Tom Brady is. <laughs> you know, I don't think he's going to come yeah. in here and, 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 and he's going to be like, you know what, Bel- Belichick beat him by 50. I'm going to beat him by 60. 
You know, that's his mentality, yeah. man. He's just a guy that's an ultimate competitor, man. He finds the littlest thing to motivate himself to think. Coming into against, against Gillette Stadium against the Jets, uh, this guy's going to be on fire, man. I, I don't know what I don't know what to expect. <laughs> man, it, <laughs> you know? it, it's going to so, be a tough one. It's tough one. He's coming in. Yeah, it's going to be a tough know, one. Man, it's going to be a tough one. And again, you know, well, we're we're going to see what happens with them. Bruce Arians right now is supposed to be on the list as well. We'll see if he'll clear from that list to be able to coach yeah. the game. We could end up, you know, facing a backup coach. You know, a guy that's going to be have to step yeah. in for Arians if he if he's not clear too. So there's a lot of things up in the air right now. So Chris, before I let you go, man. Give me your final score prediction, man. How do you think this game could end up, bro? Uh, this could be very bad. Uh, I, I, you know, we have things. Our tight ends can't cover. I mean, our linebackers can't cover tight ends. They're, they have great yeah. tight ends. You know, we think it could be in the 40s, 48 to 14, man. It could be Ooh, very bad. 48-14 bucks? Yeah, it can get bad. Oh, man. I'm just going to tell you, man. Listen. Yo, I'm telling you, man. Wow. I mean, believe me. Uh, this yeah. guy gets up for the Jets, man, and I, I and yeah. I can't tell you what specifically gets him under his skin, but <laughs> this guy gets up for the Jets, man. And he does. Uh, he, he doesn't does. want to lose to them at all. Yeah. So yeah, Listen, I, I don't man. know. It could, Listen, it could get in the fifties, man. Yeah. You know? Listen, Chris, I want to thank you, got, you, you for calling in, man. David I... and those guys playing hard and the linebackers. And you got Blitzen, you got Shaq Barrett. It might be a long yeah. day for Mr. Zach Wilson. Three and out. Well, I mean, if you get Tom we'll Brady see. all those chances, you know mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna it's gonna the defense is gonna get tired. And uh, yeah, I mean we'll know, see, we'll see. We'll you see. know, Shaq Barrett is dealing with the injury, but we'll see if uh, I know Pierre Paul is also dealing with it. I think he's questionable for this. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. You know who's gonna play, but there's there's a lot lot going on there. I but mean, I hope listen, Chris, I gotta get back to these lines, my friend. Love you have Zach yourself a good night, all right? All right, thanks, man. All right, you have a good one. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, if you're watching the stream, no matter where you're watching me from, please give my stream a thumbs up, especially if you're on YouTube. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I you know, post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, as well, if you want to support the show, please hit the uh, the super chat as well. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to hit the super chat, you just want to hit me on Cash App, please do. My Cash App is at the bottom of the screen. Again, we're going to continue with these calls, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Please call in. Again, we have lost the legend, John Madden, who has passed away. Thoughts and prayers to his friends and family as well. John Madden, one of the greats, man, him and Pat Summerall. I'm just immaculate, immaculate commentary. So we're going to get back to these lines again. Next, I'm going to my guy, CT. We're going to CT, man. CT salutes. I'm going to thank you for calling in tonight, CT. CT, we beat the Jags 21-26. Give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson, man. Man, Zach is a, he's a, he's a baller, man. He can do things with that ball and with his feet that um, you can't teach, you know. So, I think mm-hmm. just in, a, in a matter of a couple of years, he can be very, very special. Um, you know, let him get his feet under himself, less surrounded with weapons. And the sky is honestly the limit with him. Honestly, right now, you know, he's not he's not elite yet, but um, only time will tell. 
you know, but he's definitely showing progress, and that's all we want to see this year. We all knew we weren't necessarily going to the playoffs this year with everything new, um, all these rookies that were starting on the new coaching staff. Um, so yeah. all I wanted to see was pieces and people making plays. Um, and I think that yeah. Zach has shown that he has the ability to do that in uh, spectacular ways, uh, in more, more ways than one. So I'm excited to see the future yeah. of Zach um, and, and Michael Carter, obviously Elijah Vera Tucker. Man, I think that the, the you know the future looks bright. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Again, like you said as well, Michael Carter being able to go out there and do his thing. Some of the performances that he's put on. This is the first time we've had a guy over 100 yards rushing. Man, what a production! What are your thoughts about just him being able? to constantly make plays. We saw a big 38-yard run from him. What are your thoughts about what that does for us and, you know, kind of gives us confidence in our future when we see him go out there and make plays like that? Man, you know, when's the last time we had a running back that we can count on? You know, like it's been like ages. It's been like Chris Ivan. So, like, I'm just going to fresh air just to see Michael Carter. He has a great personality. Uh, and, And just when you give him the ball enough time, he can break. You know, he can break out, you know, and he's just shifty, you know, and he knows what he's doing when he gets the ball in his hands. So he has a bright future as well. So, you know, as long as we can uh, bolster that offensive line, I believe that, you know, he's going to be able to be a star in this league as well, you know, in, in due time. Yeah. Give me your thoughts, man, on the Pro Bowl snub of Braxton <laughs> Berrios. What are your thoughts about that, man? Because I, I think it's a bit ridiculous. The guy has a 103-yard kickoff return in this game. How does he – I know he's an alternate, but how does he get passed up to make the, you know, the actual Pro Bowl? How does that happen, man? You know what I'm saying? Give me your thoughts on this, CT. Braxton, Braxton's that dude, man. Zach, Braxton is that dude. We need, we need to resign him. Uh, as for the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. as we know, they tend to, you know, snub people. They, they snubbed Quinnen last year, you know, um, on the Jets. So I, I'm not surprised, per se, but because, um, like, it's a popularity contest. So if your team is very successful – People tend to say, all right, I'm going to vote for this guy because, you know, they might make it to the playoffs, X, Y, Z reason. Oh, they made a good play on Monday Night Football. They remember them, and they pick that guy, and they vote for him, you know. So I don't look at it like, you know, a big deal, but I do think it's a snub. I'm not mad at it because it is a popularity contest. However, I'm really excited that Braxton Berrios is really coming into form. He's a gadget player, man. Like, he can do so much on this field. He definitely needs to be extended with our team moving forward. And, um, man, it's just – to, to have no all the COVID people out, you know, and all the players out, you know, that our starters, you know, throughout the year, all the struggles we've been through, and him, he yeah. always, you know, he come through. Braxton's always 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 come through, and he's kept his health, just kept positive, and he's always ready. To, he's, a, he's a ball. He's a dog. So um, you you pay people like that, and he's a good culture player as well. So I'm excited for yeah. for his future as well. Oh man, that that kickoff, man, that 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 punt return. I mean, I mean, that kickoff return was spectacular, man. I I, I was going crazy. I, I was in the car, I listened to the radio uh, when that happened. I was going crazy, like pushing my brother. Like <laughs> it was crazy, man. You know, but um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, um, and just to win that game against the Jaguars, who's technically the worst team in the league. They just got rid of their head coach. I did not want to lose that game to that team. Um, I did not yeah. want to be the team that lost to the Jaguars after letting go of Urban Meyer. You know, I think it's a good culture win. I think it's a good uh, morale win. And um, Braxton's a huge part of that, you know. And he, you know, yeah. even the end around he did last week, uh, you know, it was, was, was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. And when you look at some of the things that we're going to be dealing with going forward, we have two injuries now. 
and it's it's a it's a sucky situation. Now again, Makai Becton's been hurt, but we all thought or the reports were, you know, a lot of people were thinking that he would be back by now. Well, it looks like he's going to be sitting for the rest of the year, so he's done. You know, they're, they're saying, hey, we kind of overestimated he's actually not going to be able to come back. And now you got Connor McGovern as well sitting out for these next two games with an injury. What are your thoughts about that and the impact that it has on our offensive line? And do you think that this could change the New York Jets draft strategy? Yes, I'm glad you asked that because I know you're a big Tyler Lindenbaum guy. And, you know, we've had this conversation before. And I'm not, I'm not opposed to getting anybody because there's a lot of good players mm-hmm. in the top of the draft. we got two first-round picks. So no matter who we get, we're going to get some good players. Um, mm-hmm. But in my opinion, I think we should tackle offensive line in the free agency and in the second round. You know, there's some good guards. Okay. There's some good, there's some good uh, free agents start coming out uh, that we can plug in. Uh, Connor hasn't been terrible this year. You know, um, as long as he's healthy. And, and back then, I honestly, I just feel bad for the guy because, you know, he's had a rough go at it from the, the, the beginning of the year. But he's a dominant player. And a lot of people are forgetting how dominant he was when he was on the field healthy. So uh, once we fact. get these players back, I do believe our offensive line will be a lot more improved. Um, not, not to mention, I do think that we have to add more pieces, of course. But um, mm-hmm. uh, when I look at our team, we are the 21st offensive team in the league and we're the 32nd defensive team in the league. And as much as we, we want to surround Zach with pieces and make sure he's upright, I, I, I feel you. I think there's other ways to go about it than drafting another offensive lineman in the first round. That's my opinion. I know it might not be popular. But uh, that defense, mm-hmm. if, you, if, if they keep giving up the ball, if they keep, like, letting scores, if we're paying, like, letting people score 30 points a game on us over and over again next year, it's just not going to look – it's going to be putting a lot of pressure on your rookie or second or sophomore or more year quarterback in the first place. So I really want um, some defensive players to shore up that, um, that that secondary and that line. So uh, I'm, in my opinion, I, I want to get Kyle Hamilton, and I want to get uh, David Ojabo. I, Ojabo, man, he looks like people are sleeping on him, man. I think people are sleeping on David Ojabo. He's on Michigan as well with Hutchinson. And in the long run, he has potential to be uh, one of the best edge rushers in the league, in my opinion, if, you, if, we, if we get him. You know, uh, I mean, I know that the big names are Kayvon Thibodeau and – Aiden Hutchinson, but Ojabos is is not he's no slouch. So we want to get two mm-hmm. defensive players and clear up that defense a little bit better because that's where our mm-hmm. weakness is on this team. Then um, I think we have a shot at least next year to make some make some noise. Mm-hmm. No, listen, and I hear you. And, I, and again, we've gone back and forth, and you know we'll continue. We could talk about a lot of you know things, and we'll again everybody listening. We will be having shows, you know, going forward. We'll be talking about the draft, you know, a little bit more in depth, free agency as it comes. And I understand your take. I, I get everybody talking about the defense. I think one of the things that a lot of people are also forgetting is that we don't have any pass rush. I think that's the biggest problem with our defense. And if you look at Sulla's scheme, a lot of people talked about it when he first got here, is that you don't necessarily have to have the greatest secondary playing this scheme because a lot of his scheme kind of revolves around pressure. If you look at the Niners, you know, a lot of, their, a lot of what they're doing, Bosa is the guy, you know, kicking in the door. They got other guys as well that are bringing pressure from all these different places constantly. So your quarterback has, like, very little time to even figure things out before there's somebody in his face, you know, hitting them or yeah. something like that. So I think we don't have any of that here. And, look, I, and I, before people start tweeting me, okay, I respect John Franklin Meyer. All right. <laughs> okay, I respect him. Okay, don't don't start. All right, I respect John Franklin Myers and all these other guys. But let me tell you something: the second that Carl Lawson went down with that torn Achilles, 
we all said, boy, are we in trouble. And we have been. The pass rush has not been there. So I do, I, although I understand why people talk about Kyle Hamilton, I get it. He's a safety. I don't think we can afford to take a safety, especially if you guys are talking about passing up on offensive linemen. You don't take a safety. You don't take a, a, you know, a non-impact position in the first round, but we have so many issues at pass rush. I think that if well, you're going to pass up an offensive lineman, and I wouldn't do it, I definitely think that you – yeah, you're right. It does depend on what we do in free agency. But again, if you're if you're we're talking about drafting guys that are going to be here for years, then you take a pass rusher. That's what you have to go get. And again, I think a lot of people are forgetting. I know people are saying, well, you know, Carl Lawson will be back. If you look at the Jets and you look at our lack of actual luck, right? <laughs> we're not a very lucky franchise. Can you really count on a guy coming back off of a torn Achilles, coming back and producing and giving us 15, 16 sacks in a season? Off of a torn Achilles, when you look at our, our, our history of lack of luck, no, that's not something you want to depend on. You go get yourself one or two more pass rushers in this draft, and you come back. If you look at all the other teams in this league that is continuously producing, teams that are continuously in the hunt, they got two or three guys that they can throw at you and make you completely miserable. All right? And that's what we need to do. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's one of the biggest issues that we have. We don't have no pass rush. And when you don't have any pass rush in this league, exactly. that's why our defense looks the way it does. you got 40 years to throw the ball. <laughs> especially <laughs> you got 40 yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the scheme, especially with the scheme that Robert Saul is running, it's based on that line exactly. getting pressure on the quarterback. So, um, like, I'm with you, man. I- I'm with getting an edge rusher with one of those first two picks. You know, if, if Aiden and K- Kayvon are not there, I like I like David Ajabo, but you can get him a little bit later. So that's why I'm saying get Kyle Hamilton, then get David Ajabo. But I completely hear people with the with the offensive line picks, and you know there's a lot of different good players. But I think we're in a great place no matter what. I'm not gonna boo anybody mm-hmm. who we pick. You know, you know I'm gonna be happy no matter what uh, because I think that I have faith in our staff for the first time in a long time. I do. You know these guys mm-hmm. have uh, made a really big jump last year with their picks. Obviously they broke everything down last year, so we're starting over again. And I mean, we have very few elite players. If we, if, I think CJ Mosley is the only one pretty much. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams that are in the top of the league, they have plenty of elite players that obviously they need depth, you know, so if one elite player mm-hmm. goes down, at least it's somebody backing them up who's, you know, decent, you know, we, we, we got somebody to go out and it's just a bunch of practice squad dudes, you know, on that defense trying to make do. So, um, yeah, I think the defense is a, is a priority in this offseason. I really do. It's a priority. That pressure yeah. on the quarterback is a necessity. So um, that first pick, if it's, you know, and if it's not Cal Hamilton, I get it. But if it's, if, I, we definitely need her edge with one of those two picks. Mm, yeah. And again, it could, again, we're right now at this point, we'll see how Seattle finishes out the season, but we're sitting at four and six right now. We got picks four, not we got pick six right now. So let me tell you something. There's so many possibilities we could trade down and gain more capital with that sixth pick. Maybe we trade down with the fourth pick, depending on how the, bar, uh, the board falls. But I'm telling you, if Linda Baum is sitting there at four, I'm not passing up a generational center. I'm just, I, I can't, I cannot do that. Especially Bob, again, you when you look at the last. I don't think he's going. I think he'll be down with the sixth pick. I think that Linda Baum will be available later on in the draft if you want to move down. I do, but I, you know, obviously we never know. Things could change. But I think Linda Baum is yeah. great, <laughs> but he's not a yeah. top. Five, I don't think. I think he's maybe top ten. Let me tell you something. There's Again, we've seen this draft, and we'll have more shows as the draft comes on. We've seen guys get talked up before the draft there. Remember when people were saying that Mac Jones was going to be a bottom of the first round guy? He wasn't. We've seen other guys. Remember Trey Lance? Guys jumped up to grab Trey Lance. There was, there was a lot of talk before the draft. 
and people moved up and made their moves, but we'll see what happens going on. Again, we'll continue to have shows and talk about the draft, but I want to talk to you a little bit about this upcoming game we got against Tampa Bay, CT. Listen, baby, (laughs) are we going to get pressure on Tom Brady in this game? I think that's the big key for us. We must get in his face. You know that if you get in old man Brady's face and you smack him around, things get a little bit different. Things kind of slow down. The offense isn't as potent when you are punching him all around. Do you think the New York Jets will be able to get pressure on him, man? How many times have we had this conversation with Tom Brady and getting pressure? <laughs> and we just don't get any pressure every single time we face him, um, especially now with people on the COVID list and injuries. Heck no. I don't think that they're going to be pressure on Tom Brady this week. And I think he's going to have a field day, unfortunately, you know. But um, I'm more concerned just seeing uh, – <laughs> I'm more concerned with seeing like, people – you know, do some make some plays. You know, and if we lose, great. I mean, I'm fine with getting a higher draft pick if it, if it helps at all. You know, and, and I want to just see Jack keep on improving. Okay, okay. So give me your <laughs> final score prediction, CT man. How do you think this ends up? I think it's gonna be like 34 to like 14, maybe 17, 34, 17. I'll say uh, in favor of Tampa Bay. Oh, 34-17 Tampa. All right, CT. CT <laughs> showing up and just, you know, bringing, bringing the smiles to everyone's face. He's always so positive. <laughs> He's always so be, positive. Yeah, yeah. Salute to you, CT. Listen, I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, all right, yeah. my friend? You too. Happy New Year. <laughs> All right, same to you. Happy New Year as well. Happy holidays to you and your family. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, CT, CT. You know, I love talking to CT. It is what it is. You know, he keeps it real. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. We will get to everyone. Please be patient. Salutes to my guy, Manny C, in the chat. Manny C says, Finally, Berrios is getting some respect. The man has been doing his job from the beginning, and people just hated on him because of Mims. All I hear now is we need to lock him up. Listen, Braxton Berrios has been handling his business, all right? He's one of the better kick returners in the league. He's doing his thing. You know, and he's give, he gives us a little bit as well in the receiving option, too, on the field. He's a guy that when you look at it, New York Jets should be looking to keep him around for at least one or two more years, you know what I mean? Why not, especially when he's having so much success for us, again, special teams-wise. We haven't had a guy that, you know, has been so much of an impact for us kick returner-wise since maybe Andre Roberts. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to continue going to these lines again. We're talking about a lot of things. we got the Tampa Bay game coming up. Bruce Arians dealing with the situation of what's going on in the world. I know Mike Evans as well is dealing with the situation that's going on in the world. There's a lot of things happening, a lot of things moving. Everyone knows, you know, what's going on in the NFL, why people are wearing masks. You know how YouTube handles business. You know what I'm saying? So it could be different. Bruce Arians, we could actually be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Bruce Arians does not clear the protocols, we could be playing it against a, a coach that's a stand-in for him. You know what I'm saying? So that could have an effect there. So we'll continue to talk about everything. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Give the stream a thumbs up. Please, you know, share the stream as well if you can. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. Hit that super chat if you'd like to support the platform. Also, hit the, hit the cash app as well if you'd just like to hit me in the cash app. It's always greatly appreciated. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. And, again, please give the stream a thumbs up. So we're going to continue going to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Bill, man. 
I'm going to Bill. Bill knows his Jets. You know what I'm saying? Salute to you, Bill. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Bill, give me your thought about this Jets win against the Jaguars. How are you feeling about Zach Wilson getting 91 yards on the ground, rushing for a touchdown, and getting his four carries on, man? He's moving things with his feet. How are you feeling about his approach and attack on the Jacksonville Jaguars defense? Hey, anything they'll give up, I'll take. I think that's the, I don't understand why people have any issue. Receivers were out. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of guys out. He did what needed to be done. It's like he did in college. He was more relaxed. You can tell he was, you know, he had some pressure, but he responded the way he would in college. He wasn't thinking too much back there, which was a problem when he came back from the injury. He had probably a lot of new things to think about uh, after watching for a little bit and kind of got caught up in the process. He didn't seem like he got caught up in the process, becoming more natural. So, you know, he's on the right track. Looks good. Very pleased. Yeah. Yeah, he did, man. He did. He was out there running running around and taking care of business. You know what I'm saying? Look, I, and again, there's a lot of Jets fans that, that want to dump on him. He only had 102 yards on the ball, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. I, I, no, don't exactly. I, you know, I don't care. Yeah. 14 to 22, 102. He threw for a touchdown. He did what it mm-hmm. took. Like we said as well, there's a lot of guys out making plays when it matters. That's all I care about, all right, especially at this right. point in the season. I need to see him continue to string, string along these type of games more consistently where he's playing solid for the full quarters but had no turnovers and handled business. Now, another guy, that also, <laughs> another guy that also made plays, my guy Michael Carter, man. What are your yep. thoughts about his impact offensively for the New York Jets? Carter is just finding ways to constantly make plays with the ball in his hand, man. Yeah, yeah that's, he was a natural. I mean, he got, he, that pick was a natural pick. Anyone who watched him in college, you know, he had um, – he platooned with another player in North Carolina. Both those guys got selected um, and in a good situations, and, and so they had a little bit of – not a lot of wear and tear on them from college, and he knows how to play the game. You watch him, he understands where he needs to go. You know, he, he's, he's aggressive. He, he fights through the contact, which is what you want, you know. So that guy was a gem. A lot of people didn't have their eye on him. I can't say that I, I had my eye on him, but, you know, after the draft, to look at the guy, you know, he, he was solid and he's shown improved, so – they have to build around, like you mentioned right now, it's a matter of looking at this from perspective. The guys are still looking at this from week to week in terms of um, the team's performance overall. We have to focus on the young performers. The team obviously is in transition. You guys have been talking about the draft and free agency. You know, there's going to be a lot yep. of changes. So the guys are consistently going to be there. We have to focus on their performance, and we can't be upset with those two guys last week, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're completely right now. You talk about transition. You're talking about going forward. Now we're looking at it. Connor McGovern, it looks like he's going to miss the rest of the season. We know Makai Beckton, we thought he would – a lot of people thought he would be back, but he's going to miss the rest of the season. What are your thoughts yeah. about the look of the New York Jets' offensive line going forward? And does this, in your mind, kind of change the way the New York Jets should handle their draft strategy? I don't think it changes the strategy. I think the strategy all along was going to be for the next couple of years was you know high offensive line uh, going back you know with Beckton – then you had uh, Vera Tucker, and I think they're going to continue. You have to build that line. There's five positions on there. You need depth. So to just sort of, you know, figure, oh, we got two guys. We're okay, especially one guy who has injuries. The way he plays the game all the way through college. When he was at Louisville, the guy shoves people around a lot. He's got a lot of unnatural offensive lineman, you know, stress on his body. I'm, I'm sure what he's, he's, he's coached, he's going to have injuries. You know, I, I kind of figure that coming in. The guy plays the way he plays. He's got a lot of injuries. That's not going away, so the mm-hmm. teams have to decide what we think about that, you know, in terms of the offensive line, I, I hear you're talking about the center. I haven't done a deep dive yet in terms of the guys coming out, but I think clearly 
you know, Joe D was going offensive line with the two picks. Wouldn't surprise me if we go ahead and get your guy at the second pick, depending on how the draft falls. Uh, and a lot of guys don't want to hear about that, but at the end of the day, you know, you need to, you build from the inside out. And uh, I don't yep. think it changes the urgency. I just think that um, maybe from the fan base, those folks who maybe hadn't think about it, I was thinking about it a little bit more because obviously we have guys who are, you know, there's injuries, there's COVID, there's all kinds of things going on. And we need to kind of to take a look at that. Now, I, I don't know if McGovern, regardless of his, his situation health-wise, was going to stay around with this contract and how long he'd been around, especially with the guys coming out. So, you know, I think it's just naturally there was going to be a lot of changes made. And if we could pick up a guy in, in, the, in the first two rounds, maybe some more depth guys later on in the draft, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and, and, and again, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll continue to talk about this. We'll have shows coming up. But I think when a lot of people look at – uh, Joe Douglas, and you brought it up as well, he's a guy that's making sure that the foundation is set and, you know, that we win in the trenches. And people also got to, you know, remember that this guy, Zach Wilson, Joe Douglas selected him. So he's going to try to do yep. everything within his power to make sure that Zach Wilson is successful. It's not going to be like Mike McCagnon with, uh, with, with Sam Darnold here, okay? He's going to make sure yeah. that we know if Zach Wilson is good or not, Okay. He's going to – the same way the Browns did all that stuff for Baker Mayfield when he first got there where they just surrounded him with a ton of talent and a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. on the offensive line to figure out, yo, all all these guys here, all right, they're playmakers. If you cannot hit them, Mm -hmm. we know you suck. (laughs) We we figured that out, didn't we? Yeah, we figured that out, now, didn't we? You know what I'm saying? Call in Browns fans if you feel like it. You know, I respect y'all, but come on. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's going to do everything to make sure, listen, if you suck, Zach, then we're going to know that it's you. Right. Not that it's me, not that it's anybody else. And I think a lot of that is all is going to be making sure that he's protected. Because, again, well, we thought he tore his ACL. That's what we all thought at first. We thought his ACL was gone and he was going to be done for the season. I do not think that Joe Douglas is going to, you know, willingly sit back and have that, you know, possibly be an issue this year. He's going to do what it takes to ensure that this line gets sewn up and gets solid talent. And, again, we're in a position where we could get a guy that supposedly is a generational center. I don't know if he passes on that. Now, you know, like you said as well, the, the, you know, the future for Connor McGovern, we'll see what happens. He's also a guy that can play guard. That was one of the things that a lot of people talked about before we got him, brought him in here. So maybe they move him to guard. Maybe they move on from him. Who knows what you know what the future holds for him? But I think that I think people need to start taking a look at possibly taking a center. I've been talking about Lyndon Baum for quite yeah. a while, you know. And and again, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that when the draft comes up. You know, there's a lot of lot of yeah. discussion needs to have around that. But that's definitely a yeah, look that we need to have. We also got that stick pick. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no. So most people, like I said, they don't look at the end, they don't look at the line. You know, most people just see a bunch of guys falling into each other and they just don't know what's going on. So. If the, the average fan, you know, I appreciate, you know, the the expectation that, you know, we need skill positions, skill positions, but, you know, these guys have to get open. They have to have time to throw the ball. And, and we see Zach running for Back. his life, like you mentioned earlier in the season. It was a mess. You know, so how can anyone look yeah. at that and just like, oh, yeah, if we had a better receiver, he's running for his life. The receiver can't get open, you know. It's just the basic <laughs> uh, you know, expectations that fans have to have is that, you know, at the end of the day, Jody is making his money doing this. He's, he's professional. He's, he's been groomed by some of the best GMs. Let the man do his job. Don't second-guess everything. It's just, he's just getting started. This is a fresh slate. We have uh, you know, some, some dynamite talent have come in there. Some guys are showing up little by little through the, uh, you know, according, uh, across the draft. Next couple of years when we see some of the guys he picked this year and last year start to blossom a little bit more, 
we'll really see what we have. You know, there's a lot of guys this year who came out of playing a lot. So we get to really see mm-hmm. what these guys contribute. So to your point, you know, everyone get ready. We need offensive lineup. We need to give Zach, you know, you, you, know, you, can't, you can't throw Zach under the bus for not getting, getting over 100 yards when, you know, the guy the whole season's been running around trying to just keep his head on his shoulders. So I think uh, yeah. we should definitely be prepared to get that offensive line beefed up. And hopefully with the other pick, I'm not really sure. What do you think about the, uh, you know, one pick goes to your, your center. Who do you, what do you think for the other pick? I'll tell you what. This is early, okay? Again, the draft's coming up. We'll talk about a lot of players. And I'm telling you right now, Bill, I want to trade down. I've been talking about trading down for years, and no one ever wants to listen to me. No one ever (laughs) wants to listen to me until we go into the season, and they're like, man, I wish we had more capital. If we end up Mm -hmm. with the – again, it could get higher because of Seattle, but right now we're at six. If we keep this the sixth pick and we end up trading down and just getting a boatload of, you know, whatever, pick some good mid-rounders, that does nothing but help us fill other holes as well because there's other question marks – on this football team too, pass rusher. Some people would like to see another corner on this team. Some people are looking at, you know, safety again in mid rounds, I think could be a big option for us. Right. Uh, some people want a wide receiver. All those things can be found. Again, I think a lot of people just get kind of caught up with first round, first round, first round picks. Elijah, Elijah right. Moore was a second round pick and he has a huge time, big impact on this football team offensively. Carter was picked in the mid-rounds as well. I think it was the fourth round. I think we got Michael Carter in. Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. Uh, So I think that, yeah, yeah, I think if we look at that, we could end up filling this roster up and getting better faster than we would if we just sit, you know, with the regular capital that we have. The more picks you have, the more opportunities you have to close doors on issues that is going on on your football team. So, I think trading down with the six-round pick, getting somewhere maybe in the mid-teens or something like that, and being able to get a solid pass rusher there benefits the team because then you have Carl Lawson coming back and you have a young body. You also have more picks in the mid-round to continue to address pass rusher, corner, all that stuff. Sure. And then you could – honestly, sure. I'd like to see us at least get maybe two, two pass rushers in this upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, offensive yeah. line help. You come back, you got basically three pass rushers on your team. Bro, somebody's got to get to the quarterback here. Somebody. He's going to put the ski mask back on. Man. He's had the ski mask on with these trades he's made in the past, so he's going to put the ski I'm mask back you. on. And I, I agree, man. He's, he knows he knows how to hit the GMs who are, are infatuated with players. I agree. I think yep. if we can get whomever he feels he wants to get with that first pick, or whichever pick, then the second one's getting traded for sure. And people say that there's not yeah. a top quarterback, but there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of top position players where people have need. You know, there's a lot of uh, the safety in the cornerback. A lot of guys will trade up for those guys. They're uh, they're close. Yep. So you know, we have a lot more a lot more to go. So yeah, I would love to see that. So uh, I I approve that message. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. And again, you know, with all that's going on in the world, there's going to be a lot of scouts that haven't done their homework on certain players. Uh-huh. And you can take advantage of that as well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now I want to talk to you a little bit about the upcoming game that we have. Give me your thoughts about this upcoming game against the Bucks. Do you think we'll be able to get pressure on Tom Brady? It's going to be tough because they need to win this to get uh, home field and to get a bye. So that's one thing I was checking out when you were talking. It's like, well, what's going on? This Packers are 12-3, and three, and I think everybody else is 11-4. So they kind of can't sit down and rest players. One thing that's positive, it's not positive, it's terrible, but um, uh, Aaron Bruce, the head coach, just tested positive for COVID, so he may not be there. Hope he's well. Hope it's He's symptomatic, but, you know, for the game purposes. 
you know, if he's not there on the sideline, they might have the, they might throw a little wrench in their, their plans to get prepared for this game. So we'll see what happens with that. I'll follow that throughout the week. You know, like I said, I hope he's well. Uh, but if he doesn't play, that could have an impact on if he doesn't play. If he, if he can't be there on the sidelines, uh, that might have an impact. But in terms of getting pressure, um, yeah, I think our guys, it's, it's, it's tough. They, get pre- they can get some kind of pressure. They just got to get home. They can, you see guys can get through, but uh, they get penetration on the offensive line, but they're not getting to the quarterback as much as I'd like to see. I don't know really what's going on. I have to start looking at the defensive coordinator, see what's going on there. But it's going to be tough. You have Tom Brady who's going to take advantage of the, the, the defense anyway because we have that bend but don't break. We have guys in the flat with the flats wide open. Uh, he's got the tight ends to his advantage. You know, they have um, – and they showed last week, even when they had guys who were out, then, you know, Antonio Brown steps up and – you know, it's just a lot of lot to deal with, a lot of handful to deal with for the Jets. So it's going to be tough. Brady knows the Jets very well, obviously. Um, but, you know, it's a whole new regime. He hasn't dealt with these guys before. You know, he's not dealt with Salah before or, or over. He's dealt with these guys, so we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm definitely concerned about getting pressure, definitely concerned about Brady taking advantage of the quick outs on the flat to leave open when we have our guys, you know, keep everything underneath. You know, it could take us apart all day long on that unless, you know, we get some turnovers. we got to get turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. So give me your final score prediction, my friend, before I let you go. Yeah. Uh, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> Come uh, on, yeah, Bill. You know, I'm going to be state. contrarian. Everybody's, 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 yeah, everybody's, everybody's, everybody's just doing the same thing. I'm going to go, we're going to send and say, Aaron's is not going to be in the game. I'm going to say that, you know, they, 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 they're looking ahead to the last game of the season. We kind of catch them sleeping, say the Jets go ahead, and we get the win. And the cold weather has a factor because it's at home. So we got all these dudes coming okay. up from the south, coming up north. Uh, so all these factors come in. I say we squeak out a win. It's going to be 17-9. That's it. 17-9. Yes. I'm going to just go to Vegas and it off. <laughs> Listen, Bill. Bill, drop the mic. He's running. All right, listen, salute you, Bill. I want to thank you for calling in. You have a good night, man. Wow. All right, listen, Bill said uh, 17-9 Jets. You heard it. 515-602-9639. We're going to keep getting to the lines, but before we get there, salute to my guy, NY Jets FL, in the chat. One of the savages. All the savages in the chat, for those of you that are listening on Blog Talk, I call my chat the savages. Why? They're savage. Nobody is safe, okay? Not even me, all right? NY Jets FL says, what if we took Linderbaum and Neal, similar to Brick and Mangold? I would do it. That's an interesting take right there. That is an interesting take. The thing is, though, is that you got Makai Beckman at left tackle, who's going to return. So you'd have Makai at left, Linderbaum at center, and I guess you'd have Neal at right tackle. That's something you could look at. I don't know if he's uh, if he could be a right tackle in this league again. Draft coming up, we'll talk. But if they look to see if he could play right tackle, if he could fit in there and be solid, I know that kid is uh, out of Alabama, um, and that he's a pretty solid lineman. So we'll see. But that's that's an interesting take there. Interesting take. Salutes to NY Jets FL. There's a lot of people that are coming around talking about this offensive line and the help that it needs. We'll continue to to talk about it again. Draft coming up. We'll talk about it. So, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 number. Call in. I'm taking on callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're calling me from. Next, I'm going to my guy, Steve. 
We'll get to Venom G's and Max in a second. Steve, I'm coming directly to you, my friend. Steve, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in, man. Listen, Jets beat the Jags 21-26. What are your thoughts about people that are all over Zach Wilson for only passing for 102 yards, man? What are your thoughts about people ragging on him because he only threw for 102 yards? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show. How was your Christmas, first off? Did you have a nice Christmas? I did, man. Spent a lot of good time with my family. How about yours, man? How was your Christmas? Man, my Christmas was good. Man, my Christmas was good. It, it topped it off with a nice Jets win on Sunday against mm. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yo, let me, let me tell you something. For people to criticize Zach Wilson, all because he threw for 102 yards, th- those fans are ridiculous, okay? You know, mm. he came out and he, and, and he played phenomenal on Sunday. I mean phenomenal. And absolutely outplayed. Listen, yeah, Trevor Lawrence threw for more yards on Sunday than Zach Wilson did, but Wilson was the better quarterback in that game. I, I mean, Wilson, yeah. man, 52-yard run to the end zone, went whoop, and then he did another whoop, right, right, defending, dodging those Jacksonville defenders, went right into the end zone for a touchdown. And, Joe, here was even the best part. I was there to see it in person. Talk about it. Talk about, what was the stadium atmosphere like there, Steve? Let me tell you, a lot of Jet fans came out to that game. A lot of Jet fans, mm. believe it or not, came out to that game for that matchup of Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence. And I was shocked that a lot of fans showed up. I mean, listen, there were some Jacksonville fans that came to the game, you know, but let me, let me tell you something. Jacksonville fans were even telling us, they were telling me at tailgate, they said, hey, Jets, go ahead. We'll take the win. We'll stick with the number one pick. Our team is garbage. We wish that we had the kind of team that you guys had. <laughs> I mean, hey, man. you know, so listen, and Joe, let me tell you something, Joe. I went completely nuts when, when Wilson made, made that score. But, but let me tell you something. A lot of people were even saying to me around the Jet fans were like, all right, we're going to win this game, Steve. We're going to win the game. I'm like, listen, we haven't won anything yet. We haven't won anything <laughs> Just yet. We haven't won just yet. I told them all. And then let me tell you that I knew, Joe, it was going to come down to that last play. And everybody was all like, okay, this is either going to be either typical Jets or typical Jaguars. And that fourth and goal play, oh, my God, let me tell you something. I thought at first after when I think it was Penyak or Gidry that made that last play. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, Joe. I really, really thought at first that, that we were going to lose. But then when the penalty was called for illegal shift on Jacksonville, I was like, man, yep. man, they pulled away. But let me tell you something. My Carter, my boy, Michael Carter, the running back, let me tell you, our future running back, we finally have a future running back. No Le'Veon Bell, no old Frank Gore, Michael Carter, baby. Man, yeah. I think he had 100 and something yards on the ground. Oh, it was awesome, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was, man. What was it like when Braxton Berrios ran back that kickoff, bro? I know the oh, stadium had to be going crazy. Uh, I, I could hear it. I was, with the, I was with a bunch of these Jet fans that were like college students, and they were throwing their drinks up in the air, and I was like, oh, my God. I thought I was going to get hit with one of the drinks. drinks. And then security had to come and calm us down. Security in that life had to come calm us down. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so much fun. But anyway, Joe. I actually have a very, very special guest here tonight that would actually like to join our show. He's a good friend of mine. He's been on the show before a couple of times I've had him on. 
I'd like to introduce you to my friend who's a, who's a longtime Jets fan, too, my friend Alex Slum. Alex, I'd like you to meet Long Beach Joe. Hey, Joe. How you doing? What's going on, Alex? Happy holidays to you and your family. How are you feeling, my friend? I'm doing well. Happy holidays to you. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. So how are you feeling about this Jets win, man? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, I feel good about it. Listen, it, listen, I'm a, listen, it could, listen, it did come down to the wire. It wasn't an exciting game, so I did watch it on TV. As a matter of fact, my friend here got to go to a better Jet game than I did. I actually had to go to the, the bad Saints game a couple of weeks earlier. Oh, man. <laughs> That was a rough yep. one. That was a rough one. But, listen, we got ourselves a W. You know what I'm saying? So that's all that matters. We got ourselves that W, and we handle business. Yep. Now, listen, Steve, Alex, I know you guys are hyped up about this, but I want to talk to you guys a little bit about this upcoming Tampa Bay game because there's a lot of excitement around this game too. Do you yep. folks think yeah, you that know, we'll is- be able to get pressure on Tom Brady? That's the big question. Do you think we'll be able to get pressure on Tom Brady? Honestly, Joe, the last game against against um, against Jacksonville, we weren't getting any pressure on Trevor Lawrence. And, and let me just tell you something: if we don't get any pressure on Tom Brady, we're gonna we're gonna lose. And Joe, listen, as much as it was great to win last Sunday, Joe, I think this Sunday we're gonna die when we play Tampa Bay. We're gonna die. I think. <laughs> Even though we're at home, I think we're gonna die. Well, listen, I, listen, I do. Go ahead. Unfortunately, I do, I do kind of agree with my friend Steve here, but, you know, listen, listen, I just, I do have kind of a bad feeling about this. I do have a bad feeling about this, but I will admit, Joe, the only thing I do like about the Buccaneers, I've always liked their logo with the pirate flag, so that's the only thing I'll give okay. the Buccaneers a little bit for. All right. Well, give me your final score predictions, all right? How do you think it, this, the score ends up? What do you think happens in the game? All right, Joe. Well, my final score prediction of the game is I'm going to go 34-17 Buccaneers. <laughs> I don't Ooh. know if I can make it, but this, I'm not really good at that stuff. Come on, man. Everybody feels the fire here, Alex. Alex. Come a... on, bro. Okay, I'll, on. I'll give it my best. I'm going to go 34-21 Tampa. That's my best guess. All right. You know what both of you are getting. Hold on. I'm giving you another one. This is for Alex. Both of you get it. Can I ask you a quick question? Hey, Joe, Alex wants to ask you a question. Go ahead, man. Two questions, actually. I know it's looking a little bit down the line here, but there's one guy in the NFL draft that I think some Jet fans should keep an eye on. Since, the, since college football is almost coming to an end. What do you think of the guy from Michigan, which is my favorite college school, Aiden Hutchinson? Oh, the pass rusher, Aiden, yeah, Hutchinson. Dude, I know a lot of people love him. He's phenomenal. He's a guy that gets after it, if, if I'm correct. That is the – I think he's a DN, right, or DN or a linebacker or whatever. He's a pass rusher that can get after it. There's a lot of people talking about him right now. I know he had a big game earlier this year. Uh, you know, I think he's good. I am a big Kayvon Thibodeau guy. All right. I'm <laughs> just letting that be known. I think that he is unbelievable. But, you know, we'll see where he goes. I think he's definitely going to be in that top two, you know, probably three. I don't think he's there at four. I don't think him or Hutchinson are going to be there, to be completely honest. Uh, okay. And then if, uh, since, uh, since the playoff is having this week, do you mind if I ask you if you could give a quick little prediction on what the final score of the semifinals are going to be, since I am a Michigan fan? Uh, I don't I'm really have a – wait, say it again. You you kind of broke up. You said the scores for the, the upcoming game you mean? Do you have any idea who's going to win the semifinals on uh, Wednesday in the college football playoff? 
since I am a Michigan fan oh, as well. Man. I was kind of curious. You know, yeah, I mean, so there's, a, there's, there's a lot. I don't really have any score prediction for any of those. You know, I'm I'm looking to see what's what's going to be happening myself. But listen, man, there's going to be a lot of fighting out there, a lot of teams that are going to be playing hard. You know what I'm saying? A lot of teams are going to be putting it on the line, so we'll see what happens. But let me tell you something. This Jets football team is going to get better. I know a lot of people are going to be watching that as well to see a lot of players that pop and shine from that because, again, the draft is coming up and the New York Jets have got to put things together. So salute to both of you folks. I want to thank you all both for calling in. Steve and Alex calling in with the fire. I respect it. We'll keep getting to these lines. Again, I want to thank Steve and Alex for calling in. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Venom G's, man. Venom G's, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, for those of you that do not know, all right, Venom is a savage. Venom is a savage, man. Venom is a straight savage. Salutes to you, Venom. Happy holidays to you and your family. Venom, can you please talk to me about, listen, can you please talk to me about people that are bagging and ragging on Zach Wilson for running for 91 yards and only throwing for 102 yards? What do you say to those people that are upset about Zach Wilson making plays with his feet, man? Man, those are people that are just never happy, man. He ran for 52 if, if he throws for 300 and we get a loss, what are we, we going to say that? He threw the ball too much. Take, yeah, take yeah. the W out. Take the stats. Man, it's just good to see him progressing and looking better each week now. So that's, that's yeah. the only thing I want to see is just him competing and getting better within this offense. I don't see him throwing them lasers underneath anymore. So that's, that's good. So. I don't care about what all, all the other people say. He's looking he's looking pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I, th- I think he's definitely out there doing his thing. Now, one of the guys that's really putting on, man, Michael Carter, give me your thoughts about his ability and his playmaking ability, and what are you seeing out of him this year when he gets the ball in his hands, how explosive and impactful he is? Yeah, I, I think he's he's progressing really well as a, as a rookie, just being a rookie and – and, you know, he's up there with some of the top. It's just the O-line. If we fix the O-line with Michael Carter, he's going to be doing his thing, man. So I can't mm-hmm. wait to see when this when they put the pieces together, how he really looks, because I think he's going mm-hmm. to be just like with the San Francisco 49ers have going there, where he can break it and take it to the house for long runs. But he's looking good. He's looking good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. So yeah. let me tell you, you know, you know, Joe, you know one person that impressed me a lot, and I think that should stay where they at all right now? You got – I get get rid of Ashton Davis, man. Pinnock did his <laughs> damn thing back there, man. He tackle, blow people up. Hit, oh, mm-hmm. man, Pinnock, he got to stay back there, man, because the, he, he does a better job than Ashton Davis, man. And I'm really <laughs> impressed with that young kid. And, and he's not mm-hmm. even a safety, and he played it. He filled in the spot and did a great job, man. So I was really yeah. impressed with him. I'm I'm seeing a lot of these young guys who's stepping up really big. 
Yeah. Yeah, they are. You know, he's a guy that was put out there and he's making play. And again, there was so much shifting and that's where I wanted to go with you next is what are your thoughts about the New York Jets coaching staff being able to step up and put a team out there mm-hmm. that can produce like that? So many young players without Coach Sulla being out there because, you know, we know what he's dealing with. What are your thoughts about that, man, how well our coaching staff was able to adjust in the face of adversity? Yeah, and I, I think I think it's just them staying the course, man. Salah, they probably spoke the whole week, and he said, hey, let's just, you know, stay the course and do what we got to do. Only thing I like that they did this week is go for it on the fourth and ones. They made some, they yeah. didn't make some others, but they, they were being aggressive, and I like that about them, that they – they just fold and kick it every time, so I like that part of, of the team as well. So they they were doing a lot of a lot of tricks and just um, being very aggressive this go around. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at the situation, like you said as well, there was a lot of uh, aggression, a lot of guys flying around. One of the guys we saw make another big play, Braxton Berrios, 103 yard kick return. Mm. He's one of the better kick returners in the league right now. Did get snubbed on the Pro Bowl. <laughs> When you look at it right now, you know, is Braxton Berrios a guy that the New York Jets should be looking to re-sign when the season's over? Of course, of course. Man. He's definitely he, – he's been – and we saw this from the Adam Case era. They put him in so many different positions and spots, and he's been excelling in every position. So I think he if they say, hey – you know, put it on tape, go out there, bust your butt, and you'll get a spot. And he's mm-hmm. been doing that. You can't you can't deny it. One person I know that is, is the last days is Denzel Mims because they gave him a lot of opportunities that he dropped every possession that he that was thrown at him. So I think this guy mm-hmm. got to get it. He's he's going packing, and Barrios is probably going to take that spot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, man, because this guy, telling you, he's making plays, particularly on special teams. We haven't had a yeah, guy really yeah. do some of the things that he's doing for us on special teams since, what, Andre Roberts? You know, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. quite a long time ago. Yeah. You know, that's quite a long what, what time was ago. The, it, it, so I, think, I think the, the, the one before that was, um the, the I think it was Brad Smith or something like that, or it, it was yeah, the Brad two, Smith, but you're going back. Yes, you're going way so, back. So you know, yep. we yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm a gentleman. <laughs> this is what we do, <laughs> yo. You go way yo. back, yeah. But and, and, and that's another thing, that's another thing I, I, I like about Barrios is that he that that old third. I think it was third and seven where he caught that first down and got smacked and mm-hmm. still held on to the ball. That's the real football play right there. We're gonna need guys that's going that's willing to go over the middle and get hit and still come down with the possession. And I think I think mm-hmm. they could use him sort of like Edelman and Wes Welker was was being used in the in the New England offense. So I hope hope they'll use him like that. But he seems like that type of guy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. Now when you look at this situation, because we're talking just a little bit about the draft and what's going on, Connor McGovern missing the rest of the season with an injury. You know, he's gonna be sitting down Becton not coming back from the injury that he suffered earlier in this season. When you look at these two guys, you know, now kind of being removed from the offensive line due to injuries, what is your outlook on the New York Jets offensive line going forward? And do you think these two guys going down and looking at the Jets line, do you think this alters the New York Jets draft strategy coming up for the upcoming draft? Nope, it doesn't. You get McGovern (laughs) out of here. 
send him packing with Van Van Rotten. Send him and Van Rotten on the on the love boat out of here. <laughs> send them two out. And and the, the the line held up pretty good. So I think you send them two out of there and you go for O line. I'm Joe, I know I, we always talk about how we're gonna attack the draft and I'm with you a hundred percent most of the times, but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they're going to have to go O-line and, you know, um, and a pass rusher. They're going to have to do that first since with, with the two picks if they don't push it back. I, I wouldn't mind trading back and going to a mid-round, but I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go any further than 20. But, you know, if, I, if, if somebody came up and said, hey, we want to trade you in, go to 15, 16, I wouldn't mind that. And then we get – Couple mm-hmm. third round picks, the second round pick, I wouldn't mind that. But if if yeah. they keep both, go on both sides of the ball, and and you know just knowing Joe Douglas, he's going to make sure he did what he he's doing for us, what he did for Philly, and look at that Philadelphia O line. It's it's one of the yeah. best in the league right now. So I don't think he's trying. If we give him the full contract, the full six years, he's going to make sure every position on that front line is taken care of and Zach will have time to do what he needs to do. Everybody told me wide receiver positions of need, we could get that in the second round, third round, just like we did in the last two drafts. So we could do that then. I think the first two parts of this this combination needs to be O-line first, pass rusher second. And like you said, another pass rusher won't hurt. And then filling up these, these they're going to have to get backups for some middle linebackers and safeties and all that other stuff. But I think they're, they're doing pretty good right now. It's looking good. It's going to – I think this team is going to be like San Francisco when they transition over as well. So I think they're going to come back in. I'd rather it be like this where we have a 4 and 15 uh, – 4 and – what is it? <clears throat> 18 season, something like that. And then yeah. we just we just get better in the next year instead of us having – a uh, nine-year, and then we go down to four and five, and then we fire the coach. So I like seeing it that he has a, under uh, uh, a bad season this year, and then he gets better in the next two years. I think it's going to be a good good team in the future to come, though. Yeah, yeah l- listen, I, I, I'm I'm right, I'm like right there with you. I, I think that us taking a offensive lineman early is important, and us going, you know, pass rusher mm-hmm. next is equally as important as well. We talk, I've talked about this in nauseam. Yep. The reasons why our, you know, offensive line is so bad is – or, excuse me, the reason why our defense is so bad, we don't get enough pass rush. We just don't. We yeah. don't get any yeah. pass rush. And so when you got 40 minutes to the ball, of course, defenses are going to take advantage yep. of that. So, yes, pass rusher is something that we absolutely need to target as well. But I, like you said as well, I think trading down and still being able to get a guy that can rush the passer – to add to Carl Lawson yeah. when he comes back, I think it's huge, man. Yep. I think it's huge. So, I think you, 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 know? you, you see, you mm-hmm. saw it in San Francisco where they had the bookends where you could have that mm-hmm. pressure on both sides coming at the quarterback. And I think we also need another big body defensive line. It has to be a big guy that pushed that pot, that middle back in into the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to get a bigger body in the middle as well, too. So. Is mm-hmm. for their for their yeah. system to work how they want it to work. So I think I agree yeah. with you totally on on the thought process on it. So. And again, and again, you know, this is early. We'll continue to talk about the draft as the draft comes. We're going to definitely have a lot of draft coverage. But 
like I said as well, you need to – I think we need multiple pass rushers in this upcoming draft. We need to make sure yep. that we get multiple guys that can get after the quarterback. If you look at these teams that are succeeding in this league, they have at least two to three guys that they can just send at you without blitzing yeah. that will get prep, you know, consistently. And you have to account for yeah. it. Even when the Chiefs defense, right? Remember when everybody was like, well, the Chiefs are lopsided. The offense is amazing, but the defense is so-so. Well, yeah. they had pass rushers at yeah. that time. That year they won the Super Bowl, they had guys that can get after it. The rest of the defense may have been a little shaky, but they had guys that could get after you constantly, and they did not have to blitz. They were just sending guys mm-hmm. after you that were just regularly off the rush. You know what I'm saying? So. We have to get that. We have to get that. Absolutely. Look, at, so, look at, we, we need it to be sort of like Tampa Bay where they have JPP, Shaq Barrett, and then they have the yeah. big guys in the center where they have Muhammad Sanu, and then they have, um, yeah. who, I forget, the other big guy, the Samoan big guy in the, in the middle as well mm-hmm. where they push the pocket so mm-hmm. much and have everybody outside playing freely. Devin White is now yep. becoming a beast out there. So it's yeah. easier for when you have that much I think much you're talking about Vita Vea. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about Vita Vea. He's a beast as well. He's a beast as well. He takes Ooh. on three people, three people on his own. So he's yep. up everybody just to come around the edges and they're at the quarterback so much. So we have to do something like Tamper did with that, where you have JPP that's amazing tackler, pass rusher, and Shaq Barrett, that's amazing as well, where he got that 22 mm-hmm. sack year, uh, I think it was two years ago, but he still has that impact. Yeah, yeah, I mean, guys. So, so I, see, I see what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to do, and I, 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 I'm, I'm, falling, I'm falling in line right behind you, dude. Ah, hey, listen, you know what I'm saying? Get on the boat. You know what I'm saying? Get on the boat. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm telling people, get on the boat. You know what I'm saying? I'm I understand you. a lot I'm of people you. don't think that uh, a lot of people don't like offensive. They don't think they're very sexy. But let me tell you something. If you want these down-the-field plays, if you want, a, you want an offense that's constantly, you know, striking down the field and throwing long bombs, guess what? You have to give your quarterback time to do that, Okay. Zach Wilson running yeah. for his life earlier in the season. That's not something that you want. We yeah. saw, you know, the outcome of that, a jacked up PCL, a knee that he says still feels shaky, isn't as stable as it should be. You do not want that for your young quarterback. You want to protect him. And not just that as well. What about our running game? You know what I'm saying? If Michael Carter had bigger holes, boy, oh, boy, this guy, <laughs> I'm gosh. telling you, the way he looks, bro, he would he'd be one of the, you know, yeah. that yardage would be up there. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to overshoot, but I'm just telling you, that's all I'm going to say. His yardage I, would be up there, I know the, and a lot of people would be talking about him. I know the fan base won't wide receivers, but if you can't protect him to get that ball to him, you're going to be we, – we just lost the, lost the round – a draft pick for somebody that can't get the wide receiver, the target, the wide receiver, the ball because the offensive line exactly. is stable. So we'll be right back exactly. where we are right now, having the same conversation, and we'll be frustrated mm-hmm. about wasting a draft pick. So yep. just shore up the line right now, and at some time, this offense is going. There was one season I think when Philadelphia went for the Super Bowl where they had. D. Jackson, they had um, Jeffrey, I, I think, um, I got this guy's name, but they, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, and they, they had a decent squad. So the wide receivers came together, everything started to come together. And I know people mm-hmm. want a tight end, but 
this line is so bad, and I, I, I just started watching tape, and I was like, yo, this offensive line is so bad, they keep their tight ends in two block four to compensate for the offensive line being so bad so they can't get out of run routes. They can't do anything, so that's why our our tight end production is so low. And it's like you always see Griffin inside blocking. You always see Wesco inside blocking. You always see these guys inside blocking. You don't see them running routes. You don't see them doing nothing Mm -hmm. like that. And we're so bad that now we put in – a, a offensive lineman to run across and get a touchdown this week. This is this is how bad it is. The line is so bad. So that this is this is what we're dealing with. So if you get a tight end, it's not going to serve to Zach any. If this line is remaining the same way, it's not serving Zach any purpose. Because my yeah. man Herndon couldn't even shine in this offense, man. <laughs> We never gave. We never. I like that you held yourself accountable there, Venom. I was going to let it pass because you had such great takes. First off, we never gave Venom G's his pop, his, his, his accountability for him loving Chris Herndon the way that he did. Venom G's Yo. came on this program, for those of you that may not remember, because I remember. He came on this program prior to the season starting saying that Chris Herndon yeah. was going to turn things around. Chris Herndon yeah, was going to be the offensive weapon season. of the New York Jets. He was, he was going to have mm-hmm. a breakout season. He was, listen, boo this man. <laughs> yo, boo, yo, boo this man. <laughs> Damn it, hit him with another one, man. Venom G, that take was a car crash. <laughs> Damn it, Venom G's. Damn it. Come on. Venom, that was I thought he would have been better than that, man. Oh, man, that was a horrible. Venom, that was a terrible take, man. That was a terrible take, man. It was awful. You're smoking crack. (laughs) You got to stop, man. You got to stop. He said that Chris Herndon was going to be our offensive weapon, he was going to turn into it. I tried to stop him, but he just didn't want to stop Venom. What more do you yeah. want from me? I just tried yeah. to stop oh, him. Oh, man. Oh, Goodness man. gracious. We've Yo, got to hold I, Venom accountable. I, I, I just oh. hope we go for David and Joku this year or something like that, man. I hope we go on one of those right. tight ends, man. Yeah, Jeez. I hope we do, Venom. You were the guy that was praising Chris Herndon. Yeah, That's all I, was, I can say man. Wow. That, was my, that was my dude. I wanted to see better. I wanted to, uh, but they got Ooh. him out of here. And he's doing was terrible. trash everywhere. He's trash oh. in, in, at the Vikings, too. I'm like, he's ah. awful, man. But, like, no. I, know, before I, know, I know we wanted to before talk about go, the man. Tampa Bay game. Yeah, give me give me your final score prediction, Venom. How do you, who do you think wins? Oh, who do you think loses? Man. How do you think it ends up now? I think, I think, man, you had a call on that said it was going to, you got to put, what was he smoking on? He said 9 to 17. That is crazy. You say you go, this defense going to hold Tom Brady to 9? This? Come on. The practice squad? Practice squad defense? Going to hold Tom to 9? Smoking. (laughs) What we smoking? Yo, man, Joe, Joe, I'm going to be realistic, man. 
They going to smoke okay. us, man. They, they, Hall, okay. Hall better get on his. He would have put in the highest cleats he had because Antonio Hall. <clears throat> I, I mean, Antonio Brown is going deep. He's going deep all, oh, all day, every day. Every right. AB is, is always burned. He's going to be. That's what he's going to do. Always burning somebody on our defense. <laughs> that's what he's going to. That's his his initials. Always burning. He's going to be burning. Oh. Who was? Anybody, anybody we put on them. So give me you know, your final and, score. And, and then, um, jeez, ah, 39 to, ah, this, this defense going to get after Zach. So 39 yeah. to 9. 39 three, three, to nine, Tampa? Yeah. 39 yeah, to nine, Tampa. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we only, we're not even getting in the end zone. We're not getting in the end zone. This defense All right. is legit. This is this big boy football this week. Well, listen, Venom. First off, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Let's give Venom a hand for his takes before the Chris Herndon nonsense. <laughs> the takes were good. I'll give him a hand for that. I'll give him a hand for that. I'll give him a hand for those takes, but... Yo, man, I Those just want to say, yo, have, have, a, have a happy holidays, yo, to everybody, and just be safe out there. The road road is going crazy. So everybody be safe. Stay, yeah. you know, stay positive and just stay safe out there, everybody. Absolutely. And, yo, have a Again. happy new year if we don't speak. Yeah, thank you. Happy New Year to you, and happy holidays to you and your family as well. All right, Venom, you have a good one. All right, you too. Listen. Venom, you know, we got nothing but love and respect over here for Venom. But that that Chris Herndon take was awful. It was awful. Sorry. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers, all right? Now, quickly, we're going to continue to get to these lines. I need some quick takes from these people. Mickey, we're coming directly to you. Maxwell, We'll come to you in a second. Mickey, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Mickey, give me your thoughts Absolutely. about give me your thoughts about Zach Wilson running for 91 yards in the TD. How are you feeling about what he was able to do with his feet, man? It wasn't really about what Zach Wilson could do with his feet or whatever. Um, it was really about me in that moment because I was holding my PS2 controller and I had the Game Shark on it. And for whatever reason, I was like, you know what? Let me just try to, you know, goof around, put some old codes in. And, you know, right after I did that, about 15 minutes later, he runs for this amazing, you know, 85, 95, 105-yard run for a touchdown. So I'm not saying that I am directly responsible for it, but I'm also not saying that I'm not responsible for it. So, I mean, you can take however you take that whatever way you want to take it. Take it as I will, huh? <laughs> I respect that. Now, when you look forward to the Tampa Bay game, because that's what we got on the horizon, a lot of people are looking at it and saying, hey, we need to get pressure on Tom Brady. We need to get after him. Do you think that you'll be able to put that game shark on top of that PS again and get us some pressure on Tom Brady? Is that what's going to happen, my friend? Absolutely. I, 100, I have 100% confidence that the New York Jets are going to defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. I'm not okay. kidding. I'm, now, I'm being serious. Let's get to it. Listen, Mickey. Now, again, we, we're here with quick takes because the show is, is closing. 
Give me your final score prediction, man. How do you think this ends up? What do you think the score is going to be? Uh, 21-14 Jets. Um, 21 any given Sunday. Jets. Okay. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not to put, it's football. It's not supposed to make sense. You know, one of the most famous football quotes ever is 90% of the game is half mental. That doesn't make any sense. But for whatever reason, it keeps making the rounds and it's so very popular. You know, why not? You know, sometimes you're out with your friends, you, you've had too many drinks, you're like, you know what, I'm going to have one more drink because why not? And you wind up just getting <laughs> obliterated. It's the same mindset with this one. Why not the Jets beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Why not? Who better than us? All right, us? listen. <laughs> Mickey, happy holidays to you and your family, my friend. You have a good one, all right? You as well. Stay safe, man. All right, same to you. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. We are coming to the close of the show, so we're getting these quick takes. Maxwell, we're coming directly to you. Max, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Max, what are your thoughts about Zach Wilson, what he was able to do against the Jags, man? Big rushing on the ground, 102 yards throwing. How'd you feel about it? I think Zach Wilson played a really good last week. Um, his runs are very good. Reminded, um, his touchdown run reminded me of Lamar Jackson, usually in the end zone. And I don't mm. know why Jets fans are complaining about his performance. I mean, earlier in the season, yes, I understand why the Jets are complaining. I mean, I thought Zach Wilson wasn't that good until he came back from his injuries. I mean, in the beginning of the season, he only had like four touchdown passes. Mike White was a lot better than him. But since his injury came back, even though the first game I was concerned, said, oh, Zach Wilson, he's been improving every week. He hasn't thrown a pick in like two weeks. And, uh, and since Zach Wilson came back from his injury, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. He's been very good. Yeah. I do not know. And don't think, oh, draft my quarterback. If Zach Wilson keeps improving, no. But if just as Zach Wilson regresses, I might think that the Jets will draft the quarterback. I do not want that because I think Zach Wilson could be very talented in this league. Mm, yeah, yeah, you're talking some stuff right now, Max. You're really bringing the takes. Now, when you look at this situation and you look at Tampa Bay, the upcoming game, how concerned are you about us getting pressure on Tom Brady? Is that something you think that we'll be able to do? I don't think that you can bring pressure on Tom Brady. I'm very concerned. Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You can't really put pressure on Brady. Our edge rushers are not really that good. I mean, our defense is 32nd ranked in football. I do not think we're going to stop Tom Brady. And he's literally one of the best quarterbacks this year in football. He's going to throw like four touchdowns, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. So now, again, we're, we're going quickly here. Give me your final score prediction. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think this game ends up? Buccaneers 40, Jets uh, 20. I do not. It's going to be a huge blowout. Tampa Bay is the best team in football, and the Jets are. <laughs> Ooh, go ahead, man. Wow. All right, 40 to 20. He's taking Tampa Bay. All right, thank you again for Maxwell yeah. for calling in. You have yourself a good one, my friend. Salute to Maxwell, man. Salutes. Again, 515-602. Show's coming to a close. We're going to take our final caller. I believe this is Angelo. Angelo, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. Angelo, give me your thoughts on this upcoming game against Tampa Bay, and how important do you think it is that the New York Jets get pressure on Tom Brady? Yeah, I appreciate you taking the call, man. I just called in, so I sa- you saved the best for last, man. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Listen, quick take, quick take. Uh, yeah, I think that this this is a this is a nothing game, man. I think mean, the Jets. We just got to play hard and show that we can build some momentum into next year. 
I don't see us doing much. I don't see us scoring much. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay is the best team in football. They're probably going to win the Super Bowl again. So, and they still have something to play for. They're playing for the number one spot. So, like the last caller said, I don't even know. I don't even think we're going to put up 20 points, man. But uh, I would like to see a sack, man. I would like to see uh, Franklin Myers get in there or someone. Uh, I really don't know what happened to our D line. I think uh, I think you're going to see some D linemen in our our draft class next year, and um, mm-hmm. another edge rusher. So I, I really think Sala wants to build this defense up. And I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened to it, but. I, I feel like we need everything on the defense except our, our young corners. I have a feeling that we're not going to we're not going to be pursuing cornerbacks next year. I know it's kind of hard to say with Derek Singley out there and uh, some free agents, but I kind of think uh, we do need a safety, and uh, we need linebackers, we need defensive ends, we need um, defense alignment. So um, our defense is not, especially yeah, with uh, you know, yeah, we're, we're going to be gonna looking happen. at us. Yeah. You, yeah, you're speaking the truth. We're going to be looking at a lot of things upcoming, and we'll continue to discuss that as that time comes. Now, Angela, give me your final score prediction really quickly. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? You know what? I'll say, um, I'll say 32 to 13. Tampa Bay, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> 32. All right. Well, yeah, Angelo's talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Salute to you, Angelo. I want to thank you for calling in. Happy holidays to you and your family, all right? <laughs> Happy holidays. Hey. Happy New Year, man. See you. Happy New Year to you as well. You have a good one. Listen, Angelo calling in. You know what I'm saying? We're going to close out the show. I'm going to give my take as well. Uh, you know, again, we're short on time. I think it's going to be tough for us. You know, we got a lot of guys that are still on that list. We'll see who comes back. That's one of the huge things as well. Uh, Tampa Bay, as of right now, Mike Evans is on the list. We'll see if he clears the game. Uh, they also got Bruce Arians, but Tampa Bay is such a good football team. Even with, you know, Shaq Barrett dealing with an injury, we'll see if Pierre Paul actually ends up playing against us as well. He's dealing with the injury. It's tough, man. I'm going to take Tampa Bay 30 to 14, 30 to 14, I'm taking Tampa. I'll just hit myself. What can you do? You know what I'm saying? I'm taking Tampa Bay. So, with all that said, I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. Again, YoungJ000, all right? Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. All right? So you troll me. I'll go right back and forth with you. I love going back and forth with people, and we'll be down there trolling folks. All right? I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. We live stream the show on there. We play games together. We have a lot of fun on there, so please go there, Long Beach Joe Jets, subscribe, and if you want to troll me, no problems. Comment on the videos, and I'll troll you right back. And again, when you subscribe, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call into the show. You folks are the absolute best. And again, everyone, please get involved with the Mark V. Lee toy drive, okay? Mark V. Lee toy drive plastered all over my social media. Go drop a toy off or some money off at a 
you know, Atlantic City Fire Department there in New Jersey, and they will do what it takes to get it to those children, all right? So I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks are the greatest. Peace. (laughs) 